0: This is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now.
1: Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you the devil is in the details. Welcome in. We are live here on this Tuesday. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On ATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zino, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-O. A lot to do on today's show. We will get to uh, Georgia Tech and the firing of Todd Stansberry and Jeff Collins. Uh, we we'll, didn't get a chance to get into that yesterday, obviously, with the Falcons being the main focal point of the show and the Braves, of course. Uh, we do have some. Some good news about the Braves. Bryce Elder was fantastic last night. Complete game shutout for the rookie. I mean, that's just outstanding stuff. As they get set for uh, game two of their series with the Nationals, Mets and Marlins meeting up. So one game difference between the two. We'll dissect the next 48 hours before we get to uh, the big series with the New York Mets. Uh, and I wanted to start today with... Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. First, a quick reminder uh, we are on Roku TV. So if you have an Amazon Fire Stick, check us out on Roku TV. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, give a thumbs up and a like to all that content there. We appreciate all the love and support of the YouTube channel here at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Okay. Yesterday, Arthur Smith press conference. Uh, he did it virtually, uh, saved me a drive out to Flowery Branch. Thank you very much, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and um, there wasn't a lot of people, a lot of media folks on the call. So uh, but one of the things I did talk to him about was the run game. And, uh, you know, again, people reacted quite kindly to the idea that the Falcons are the fifth-best fifth best rushing attack in the NFL. Uh, bread and butter for Arthur Smith, and the bread is buttered, and it's working well. Um, it really is one of those things where not many people thought that they would be in this spot for the rushing game, but they are. This is part of their identity. I don't know if they have a full identity yet. I, I've heard some people say that. What their identity is. I, I I would love to believe that running the football is a big part of their identity going forward, at least for this year, but we'll see. But yesterday in the press conference, you know, um, of course I, I wanted to, you know, poke Arthur Smith a little bit in the question that I asked him, in reference to obviously all the fans in the media complaining about Kyle Pitts' target share it was the reason why Kyle Pitts had his best game this season. He had five catches for 87 yards and Somebody mentioned the stat that when Kyle Pitts has at least uh, four catches and 80 yards, the Falcons are four and zero. And so, you know, as, as if there's any real corollary, there, so too small of a sample size to to make that statement. But whatever. Um, but what I did ask him, you know, I needed them about the idea of uh, you know getting Kyle Pitts the ball more. Was there anything seen different? Did they any? Did they do anything different? You know, because his contention is that they've been targeting him a lot, and and we have the numbers to back it up. Yes, they have been calling his play. They just haven't been targeted as much as people want. And so he said something to me that was so critical, that was so important to note, that it was – as soon as he said it, I wrote down one word, nice and big on a piece of paper, and I circled it. I want you to hear his response to Kyle Pitts – getting targeted early and often in the game, and I want to show you exactly what separates Arthur Smith from everybody else. We haven't played any of these three games, and we really dissected it. We haven't played them the same. We've gone in there with different strategies, and there's a lot of different subtle things that I'm not going to get into, but um, we, th- we thought there were some opportunities early in this game, Israel Mark, that we wanted to try to exploit. Um, that's why you saw the first play. Uh, we got a look that we had seen, and that's something we hadn't shown before, and Um, again, the way that went, I mean, even though we don't make that play and we had to pull up at the last second, um, I think they feel that early. Okay. Go back to what he said, which was the most important. We got some looks and we drew something up or or, or we we got in a formation we hadn't seen. That's coaching 100%. That right there. We got some looks. And we showed them something they didn't see. That's the difference between Arthur Smith and other coaches. You don't get that to that point without study, without preparation, without hard work, without attention to detail. You don't get that to happen if you don't have a coach that is this detail-oriented. Now, you can make an argument, Mark, that happens in 31 other locker rooms. They just don't talk about it. Maybe you're right. Maybe it does. But the fact that he points it out to me says that the details to him are important. That means he was ahead of his opponent. He was ahead of what they were doing. And oh, by the way, that's not the case for every coach. Nathaniel Hackett ain't ahead of anything in Denver. Cliff Kingsbury's never been ahead of anything in Arizona, period. I know you'll disagree with me. Zach Taylor's ahead of nothing in Cincinnati. Trust me, he's getting bailed out by good players. That said, back to Arthur Smith. Do you know how much of a distinction that is and how much of a separator that is to have a coach like that? I And again, I wrote the word down. You won't see, can't really see it here, but it's on the piece of paper. It's like coaching, bam, because this is the notepad. I was taking a piece of paper, and I was like, wow, that's coaching. That's the difference. That's why you're always going to be competitive in games with Arthur Smith at the help. That's why you're never out of a game with a guy like Arthur Smith. That's what separates him from other guys. That's why he got this job. Because I'm sure that is one detailed mf'er, And I'm sure he hammers his entire staff about every little detail. You guys think that Dean Peace runs the defense and calls all the plays and everything else? None of that stuff happens without going through Arthur Smith first. Why? Because of the details. He knows everything. That's what good coaches do. That's why it's a tireless, thankless job. I heard that yesterday, and I was through the roof. I'm like, that is unreal. Asked Arthur Smith about the running game, why they're so successful, right? And he harked back to last year said, you know, you don't get caught up in numbers, but I thought we had more success at the end of last year. against gets a pretty good front. You know, numbers didn't necessarily bear it out, but you're starting to see that now. And again, No upgrades to the offensive line. No upgrades at running back. And you've got Cordero Patterson with the second most rushing yards in the league individually and the fifth best rushing attack in the NFL through three weeks. Yeah. That's coaching, man. That's scheme. It's everything. Like, there's no way around it. I can't express enough to this fan base how good Arthur Smith is at his job. I I don't know if you truly appreciate it. I genuinely don't think you do because you got yokels whining about target share and everything else. And again, I reiterate, I was one of the people in the offseason who said it was derelict coaching to not get him the ball. I still agree with that. However, comma, this is before we saw other capabilities of other players. And as I said, after week one, you can start to see the, the, Reason why Drake London was drafted. Because what's going to happen over the course of time, folks, is as more balls start to go Drake London's way, more coverage is going to start to go his way, and then what will Arthur Smith do? Bam. They'll hit him on the backside with a little Kyle Pitts action. And Pitts is going to be routinely open. And he'll start putting up Gronk-like numbers. It takes time. It can't happen over the course of one or two games. It's a long season. It's a long, long season. But man, that alone yesterday, when he said that, I just smiled. We got some looks. They went into the game ahead of time. Watching Seattle's tape going, here's how we can exploit this. We're going to put this out there. And it worked. There's nothing better than when your process gets validated, man. I'm telling you, what do I always say? Process over results. I say it routinely in sports betting. When my handicap is spot on and it goes exactly the way I knew it was going to go, there's no better feeling. And that's what Arthur Smith did. Saw a look, got it, took advantage of it, exploited it, team wins. That's how you do it. This is a very good coach, folks. He is a very smart coach, and he's ahead of the curve. Forget game management and everything else. Preparation. This is a coach who's never unprepared, ever. Go look at unprepared coaches. See Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, completely unprepared. Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, completely unprepared. These are why these coaches get beat. If you don't have superior players like Arizona and Cincinnati do, you get beat a lot more often. But preparation with an, an, for lack of a better term, an untalented roster, makes you competitive and that is why i've said repeatedly that being competitive in games is more important than winning them you're going to get more talent it's going to happen it's absolutely going to happen it's just not happening right now but competitive and that's reason to believe that when they get better players everything is going to be okay for this team going forward if you don't believe it man the hour was pointing up in my opinion is pointing completely up He's a damn good coach, folks. You better start to recognize. Put some respect on it. All right, we're going to get to Georgia Tech here in just a moment. First, a word from our friends at betonline.net. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Folks, it's about information and sports betting. And the best place to get it, is bet online there are reviews and news of every league nfl and college football of course just a ton of information out there major league baseball final week of the regular season winding down nba and nhl right around the corner get all the previews and information about season-long bets combat sports esports even golf it's all right there bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting scores and podcasts they've got you covered with every single bit of it head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening today. Bet online where the game starts. All right, uh, we're going to get to the Braves as well uh, coming up and sort of preview the next forty-eight hours prior to the Mets series as well. Uh, hand out some shovels of wisdom. We got plenty to do here on this edition of A to Z. Don't forget, remember we are on uh, Roku TV, Amazon Fire Stick. Make sure you check out all the great shows here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. A to Z, hitting harder with John Chuckery, ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Davis and Tanisha Batiste, of course. Our Braves postcast and locked on Falcons, locked on Hawks. Okay. So over the weekend, we get the news uh, on Sunday that um, Georgia Tech has fired uh, Todd Stansberry and uh, Jeff Collins. And this isn't surprising anybody. I think maybe some people were surprised by Todd Stansberry also being letting go. Uh, and, And I'll get to the football stuff in a moment. I'll get to the football, you know, aspect of this thing. But the Todd Stansberry firing is significant. Obviously, anytime you change ADs, it's a big deal. But I got to tell you, if you think getting the football coach right is more important than getting the AD right, uh, I, I think you're, as I said a moment ago, your process is flawed. This that, that That's not where you want the right hire to be first. Got to get the AD down. I mean, the AD, in theory, should be hiring the football coach. And so making sure those two are in lockstep is incredibly important. Making sure that they have the same vision for a timeline for this thing to get turned around is incredibly important. Uh, Making sure that they both have the same philosophical uh, understanding of how to rebuild this program is important because the AD has a whole bunch of other things on their plate too, you know, budgets and money and fundraising and you know, boosters and all the other stuff. The football coaches just got to make the football team better. Now, do those go hand in hand? Yeah, to a certain extent they do. But, you know, um, getting this right out of the gate is so important for Georgia Tech. I mean, I've said it repeatedly. They're barely a Power 5 program at this point. And this isn't just a rebuild. This is a restart from the ground up. The cupboard is empty. It is bare. This Nebraska is bad right now. Their cupboard isn't empty. It's not bare. This cupboard is bare. And the Nebraska job right now is 10 times more appealing than the Georgia Tech job for a variety of reasons. But that said, getting the AD right is the more important of this whole thing, and that has got to happen first. And I don't know how quickly it's going to take and everything else, but I would not hire a football coach until I have the AD job figured out. And whether you go old school and get somebody who's done it before or you go new school, somebody on the rise, a lot of that is going to dictate sequentially what happens with, uh, with the football coach. Now, part of the reason why, I mean, Jeff Collins was likely going to get fired because he wasn't winning enough games, right? Like that is fair to say. But part of the reason why he's been fired now Isn't necessarily because of a one and three start, right? What's happened is over the course of the last five games against FBS schools, you scored a combined 27 points, have given up over 200. That's the problem. You're getting your ass kicked up and down the field, and it's not close. Again, 42 to nothing, Ole Miss, 41 10. To Clemson, you go back to the last two games last year. Georgia, forty-five nothing. Notre Dame, fifty-five nothing. It's a hundred points right there, hundred to nothing. The last two games, you're outscored. Last year as well, you lose to Pittsburgh by thirty-one. You're getting your ass beat all over the place, and it's not close. You know, I mean, it, it's it's one thing last year to be in the fourteen to eight game against Clemson. The year before, you lost seventy-three to seven you lost by 28 to UCF you lost by 17 to Syracuse you lost by 14 to Pittsburgh you lost by 18 to Notre Dame i mean they lose and they get their ass kicked they get beat horribly that's why this is unravelled because and this is step number 1 in this whole thing be competitive it's no different than rebuilding at the NFL level from that standpoint. What have I told you about the Falcons this year? Be competitive first. And then worry about winning games. you got to be competitive. How do you get competitive? Well, the only way to do it in college football. Transfer portal and and recruiting. And I don't know who's the right guy for this year. I mean, I have her names around all over the place for this thing. Deion Sanders and whatever. I, I don't know if you go with the flashy name to sort of draw attention, um, or you go with the up-and-coming guy who just grinds and goes to work. I don't know exactly what the right fit is. I it's hard. I think it, it's, it's a very difficult task to rebuild this program. And the person who's charged with doing it, how, how, how long is the leash? Two years? Three years? What are we waiting for here? All I can tell you is that That would be my one prerequisite as the AD. Don't care if you don't win. Don't get embarrassed, period. If I look up and the score is 28 to nothing in the beginning of the second quarter, we have a problem. Find your ass, find a way back in that game. But that's the thing. That's the number one thing in this rebuilding process. Do not get embarrassed. I'm tired of seeing 55 to nothing. Tired of seeing 73-7. to Tired of seeing 42-10. to Can't have it. Can't have it. You want to lose a game? Fine. Lose it 37-30. You want to lose a game? Fine. Lose it 14-10. Just don't get embarrassed. That is the number one prerequisite here going forward. And they should take their sweet old time figuring out who the next football coach is going to be again, everybody who, who's, who's worthwhile right now or is already in coaching and has a job. So you have three or four months to really nail this down, right? You got till the end of December. Once everybody finishes, or I should even say the beginning of December, because once everybody finishes regular season, guess what? Ain't nobody worried about coaching bowl games. You'll have your guy on campus before Christmas. So you got October and November, and a couple weeks in December. You got some time with this, but I think you got to. I think you got to spend the next month getting the AD right, then worry about the coach. All right, coming up next, we hand out some shovels of wisdom as well. Uh, Braves and uh, where they're going here going forward. But first, a word from our friends at Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Why? Right here in Georgia. And why are they so good at it? Because their coffee is so fresh. And it's so fresh because they roast their coffee and ship it on the same day or very close to it. And that is what the difference is. And they give you coffee from everywhere, all over the world Kenya, Sumatra, Tanzania, Costa Rica, Colombia, whatever it may be. If they make coffee somewhere in the world, coffee AM is going to bring it to you. Huge selection of coffees, teas, and gift sets, flavored coffees, gourmet coffees. I mean, this is a company right now that only roasts. Current crop specialty grade coffee, and that is why it tastes amazing. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on and check out the full menu of coffee, teas, and gift sets as well. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout. You'll get 15% off your first order, coffee, teas, and gift sets, and a whole lot more. coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Coffee am the best small batch coffee roaster in America. All right, before we get to some baseball stuff, time now for a shovel of wisdom. Brace yourselves, because it's time for the Shovel of Wisdom.
0: Ah, oh, you know how we do it every day. We try to set some straight, whack them straight upside the head the shovel. Set them right. You're saying you're doing something stupid, you can do so on my Twitter account, at Markzino, know Use the hashtag Shovel of Wisdom. Uh, and today, my shovel goes to... The Athletic. More specifically, shouldn't say the whole Athletic. I like the website, but more specifically, um, the people who were complaining in the Athletic. Let me get the let me get the the guy's name real quick because I, I, I should be better at this. This is my fault. Um, there was a column in the Athletic about ESPN um, breaking into the Georgia uh, the Clemson. Uh, Wake Forest game, and um, doing so in favor of Aaron Judge and his uh, pursuit of 61-0 runs, right? And let me get the guy's name here real quick. I have, finally have it. I apologize. I should have been more ready for this, but we're going a long live here, and I'm making it up. Uh, David Ubin. Guys, you know, the idea that anybody complained about breaking in to see Aaron Judge's 61st. Shame on you. I've had to explain this several times to colleagues. This is still
1: the most sacred record in all the professional sports. And there are a contingent of people who believe all the steroid users don't actually hold the record that Hank Run is the all-time home run king and Roger Maris is still the single-season home run king. That's fine. I don't need to get into that argument. But it's always historic to watch history being made, so why wouldn't you want to do it? Oh, because you can get it on your phone. It's in there instantaneously. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is being able to witness it and provide it to millions of of viewers is, like, the right thing to do. Now, you can make an argument they shouldn't have turned the the football game audio off in favor of Aaron Judge. Like, that I could understand. Um, But breaking in to do it, there's nothing wrong with it. If it was a hurricane, would you be like, oh, people can get it on their phones? If there was an earthquake, would you be like, oh, people can get that on their phones? They don't need to break in? Come on. This is like par for the course. So don't get upset about that. By the way, an extra shovel uh, to the White House reporter yesterday who uh, asked a question about the Braves and the chop.
0: Uh, Dear Lord. You know, I'm not – I've told you guys repeatedly a million times as far as the chop is concerned. I I think you overvalue it a little bit like if it went away. It's not dynamically changing the fan base or the mood of anything that goes on. I, I know people will tell me, nope, it's ours. We do it. Whatever, man. Like, if it went away, you'd be, you'd be fine. You're, you're going to live. Um, that all said, uh, the question about it yesterday was a terrible question to the White House press. Uh, and it, it tried to create some sort of controversy that's not the No one's ever asked the Braves to change their name. Not once. Okay? No one's ever asked him to change it. Nobody's going to ask him to change it. If you were to ask specifically about, you know, stopping doing the chop, that would have been actually a better question. But, you know, uh, and the White House press secretary just watched all the whole answer. I think it answered the damn question anyway. So what does it matter? But, yeah, stupid stuff and no reason to do it. Anyway, speaking of Braves, let's get to them. Uh, as they have two more games, Kyle Muller is going to go tonight for the Braves, and they're actually going to send Jake Odorizzi out to the mound tomorrow. It's a good thing you're playing the Nationals uh, because guess what? Yeah, uh, you don't send those two out there. And right now, it's slated for the Mets series that you're going to get Freed, Wright, and Morton, which obviously is what you want, right? Um, And right now, the Braves sent a game back. They win last night, game that half game. So it's one game left. Both of the teams play Tuesday, Wednesday, both have off Thursday. And then the Mets come to Truist Park for the series that's likely going to decide uh, who wins the division and who doesn't.
1: Braves finish up with three against the Marlins. Uh, Mets finish up with three against the Nationals. So nobody is really um, playing any any stiff competition here down the stretch. All that said, again, you've got to take care of business. As as bad as Odorizzi has been, you just need to be good enough in one start, two technically, because. Right now, Odorizzi is slated to start the final game of the regular season. Uh, And right now, that would put – it works out that Freed is lined up to start game one of whatever postseason series it is. Um, And the Mets have the same thing. They are lined up with DeGrom and Scherzer back-to-back in their first two games. Uh, I would assume that Freed and Strider would go as long as he's okay. I told you yesterday, guys, do not sleep on the fact that Spencer Strider is not – pitching uh, that is a huge huge concern if he can't go I'm telling you uh that is a massive blow to their world series hopes you want you, you want to say i'm over exaggerating fine you don't believe me okay i ain't wrong on this i am telling you 100 this is a that is a major blow to them winning the world series again without him it's gonna be very very tough so regardless uh, that's the way this series shapes up, um, the next two days and what they got freed Wright, and Morton for the Mets series. And the Mets are going Degrom, Scherzer. I'm sorry, Bassett, Gram and Scherzer. So yeah, uh, got to clear these next two. If one of them, if, if this gets to two games before the series, uh, I would tell you that I think that's enough like the Braves can't lose to Washington. Now if it's tied and all you got to do is take two out of three cuz that's what's going to happen. One of the teams is taking two out of three, it's just a question of which one. And then you got to make sure you don't trip up in the final 3 games against inferior competition. So, you know, in theory if both of the both the Mets and the Braves win their non the remaining 5 games that are not against each other, then what's going to happen here is Someone's going to take two out of three. And I'm telling you, it would not shock me. And this is what I'm definitely curious on. Think about this. They end the series,
0: the season tied. Who are you starting in game 163 to win the division? Who is going to waste their best bullet in the gun on game 163 as opposed to... um? you know, somebody else, and then having your best two guys for a while come around. Because if you pitch 163 and you lose, put yourself behind the eight ball. That, to me, is an interesting and fascinating conversation. One we'll have to have at another time. That'll do it for us here today on A to C. Back tomorrow, uh, and I think we're going to get Jordan Schultz uh, to join us. So uh, he's a really good. NFL, NBA guy. we got a lot to discuss with him, particularly the Falcons. And why one Falcon reminds me of somebody who's an all-time great. That's tomorrow on the show, as well as uh, three things I was wrong about start the NFL season. Wildly wrong. All that more coming up tomorrow. Make sure you guys follow us on YouTube. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're free on YouTube. And wherever you get your podcasts, you just search Locked On Sports Atlanta, also on Roku TV. Back tomorrow with another edition of A to Z. You guys have a great day. Don't take a crap for anybody.